Chapter twenty six of Gossip in the First Decade of Victoria's Reign by John Ashton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter twenty six The Railway Mania Deposit of Plans. The accompanying illustration from Punch, eighteen October, justly holds up to ridicule the railway mania, which might then be said to have been at its height. It is called the March of Speculation this is the young gent as takes my business ma'am i'm a-goin into the railway director line myself as a proof of this madness see this paragraph october twenty five during the past week there were announced in three newspapers eighty-nine new schemes with a capital of eighty four million fifty five thousand pounds during the month there were three hundred and fifty seven new schemes announced with an aggregate capital of three hundred and thirty two million pounds on seventeen november the times published a table of all the railway companies registered up to the thirty first october numbering one thousand four hundred and twenty eight and involving an outlay of seven hundred and one million two hundred and forty three thousand two hundred and eight pounds take away it said a hundred and forty million pounds for railways completed or in progress exclude all the most extravagant schemes and divide the remainder by ten can we add from our present resources even a tenth of the vast remainder can we add fifty million pounds to the railway speculations we are irretrievably embarked in we cannot without the most ruinous universal and desperate confusion here is a parody on the situation one november there was a sound that ceased not day or night of speculation london gathered then unwanted crowds and moved by promise bright to capel court rushed women boys and men all seeking railway shares and scrip and when the market rose how many a lad could tell with joyous glance and eyes that spake again twas e'en more lucrative than marrying well when hark that warning voice strikes like a rising knell nay it is nothing empty as the wind but a bear whispers down throckmorton street wild enterprise shall still be unconfined no rest for us when rising premiums greet the morn to pour their treasures at our feet when hark that solemn sound is heard once more the gathering bears its echoes yet repeat tis but too true is now the general roar the bank has raised her rate as she has done before and then and there were hurrying to and fro and anxious thoughts and signs of sad distress faces all pale that but an hour ago smiled at the thought of their own craftiness and there were sudden partings such as press the coins from hungry pockets mutual sighs of brokers and their clients who can guess how many a stag already panting flies when upon times so bright such awful panics rise mr francis in his history of the english railway says the daily press was thoroughly deluged with advertisements double sheets did not supply space enough for them double doubles were resorted to and then frequently insertions were delayed it has been estimated that the receipts of the leading journals averaged at one period twelve thousand pounds and fourteen thousand pounds a week from this source 
the railway papers on some occasions contained advertisements that must have netted seven hundred pounds to eight hundred pounds on each publication the printer the lithographer and the stationer with the preparation of prospectuses the execution of maps and the supply of other requisites also made a considerable harvest the leading engineers were necessarily at a great premium mr brunel was said to be connected with fourteen lines mr robert stevenson with thirty-four mr locke with thirty-one mr rastrick with seventeen and other engineers with one hundred and thirteen the novelist has appropriated this peculiar portion of commercial history and describing it says gravely and graphically a colony of solicitors engineers and seedy accountants settled in the purlieus of threadneedle street every town and parish in the kingdom blazed out in zinc plates over the doorways from the cellar to the roof every fragment of a room held its committee the darkest cupboard on the stairs contained a secretary or a clerk men who were never seen east of temple bar before or since were now as familiar to the pavement of morgate street as the stockbrokers footnote from morgate street eighty-three prospectuses demanding ninety million one hundred and seventy-five thousand pounds were sent out gresham street issued twenty requiring seventeen million five hundred and eighty thousand pounds ladies of title lords members of parliament and fashionable loungers thronged the noisy passages and were jostled by adventurers by gamblers rogues and impostors the advantages of competition were pointed out with the choicest phraseology lines which passed by barren districts and by waste heaths the termini of which were in uninhabitable places reached a high premium the shares of one company rose two thousand four hundred per cent everything was to pay a large dividend everything was to yield a large profit one railway was to cross the entire principality without a single curve the shares of another were issued the company formed and the directors appointed with only the terminal points surveyed in the ely railway not one person connected with the country through which it was to pass subscribed the title deed the engineers who were examined in favour of particular lines promised all and everything in their evidence it was humorously said of them they plunge through the bowels of mountains they undertake to drain lakes they bridge valleys with viaducts their steepest gradients are gentle undulations their curves are lines of beauty they interrupt no traffic they touch no prejudice labour of all kinds increased in demand the price of iron rose from sixty-eight shillings to one hundred and twenty per ton money remained abundant promoters received their tens and twenties of thousands rumours of sudden fortunes were very plentiful estates were purchased by those who were content with their gains and to crown the whole a grave report was circulated that northumberland house with its princely reminiscences and palatial grandeur was to be bought by the southwestern many of the railways attained prices which staggered reasonable men the more worthless the article the greater seemed the struggle to obtain it premiums of five pounds and six pounds were matters of course even where there were four or five competitors for the road one company which contained a clause to lease it at three and a half per cent for nine hundred and ninety-nine years rose to twenty premiums so mad were the many to speculate 
every branch of commerce participated in the advantages of an increased circulation the chief articles of trade met with large returns profits were regular and all luxuries which suited an affluent community procured an augmented sale banking credit remained facile interest still kept low money speaking as they of the city speak could be had for next to nothing it was advanced on everything which bore a value whether readily convertible or not bill brokers would only allow one and a half per cent for cash and what is one and a half to men who revelled in the thought of two hundred the exchanges remained remarkably steady the employment of the labourer on the new lines of the operative in the factory of the skilled artisan in the workshop of the clerk at the desk tended to add to the delusive feeling and was one of the forms in which for a time the population was benefited but when the strength of the kingdom is wasted in gambling temporary indeed is the good compared with the cost many whose money was safely invested sold at any price to enter the share market servants withdrew their hoards from the savings banks the tradesman crippled his business the legitimate love of money became a fierce lust the peer came from his club to his brokers the clergyman came from his pulpit to the mart the country gentleman forsook the calmness of his rural domain for the feverish excitement of threadneedle street voluptuous tastes were indulged in by those who were previously starving the new men vied with the old in the luxurious adornments of their houses every one smiled with contentment every face wore a pleased expression some who by virtue of their unabashed impudence became provisional committeemen supported the dignity of their position in a style which raised the mirth of many and moved the envy of more trustees who had no money of their own or who had lost it used that which was confided to them brothers speculated with the money of sisters sons gambled with the money of their widowed mothers children risked their patrimony and it is no exaggeration to say that the funds of hundreds were surreptitiously endangered by those in whose control they were placed but railways had been projected and in order to carry them through the plans must by law be deposited with the board of trade before or on thirty november and on this occasion there was a scene which is very well told in the annual register an extraordinary scene occurred at the office of the railway department of the board of trade on this day sunday thirty november being the last day on which the plans of the new projects could be deposited with the railway board in order to enable bills to authorize them to be brought before parliament in compliance with the standing orders last year the number of projects in respect of which plans were lodged with the board of trade was two hundred and forty eight the number this year is stated to be eight hundred and fifteen the projectors of the scotch lines were mostly in advance and had their plans duly lodged on saturday the irish projectors too and the old established companies seeking powers to construct branches were among the more punctual but upwards of six hundred plans remained to be deposited towards the last the utmost exertions were made to forward them the efforts of the lithographic draughtsmen and printers in london were excessive people remained at work night after night snatching a hasty repose for a couple of hours on lockers benches or the floor some found it impossible to execute their contracts others did their work imperfectly 
one of the most eminent was compelled to bring over four hundred lithographers from belgium and failed nevertheless with this reinforcement in completing some of his plans post-horses and express trains to bring to town plans prepared in the country were sought in all parts horses were engaged days before and kept by persons specially appointed under lock and key some railway companies exercised their power of refusing express trains for rival projects and clerks were obliged to make sudden and embarrassing changes of route in order to travel by less hostile ways a large establishment of clerks were in attendance to register the deposits and this arrangement went on very well until eleven o'clock when the delivery grew so rapid that the clerks were quite unable to keep pace with the arrivals the entrance hall soon became inconveniently crowded considerable anxiety being expressed lest twelve o'clock should arrive ere the requisite formality should have been gone through the anxiety was allayed by the assurance that admission into the hall before that hour would be sufficient to warrant the reception of the documents as the clock struck twelve the doors of the office were about to be closed when a gentleman with the plans of one of the surrey railways arrived and with the greatest difficulty succeeded in obtaining admission a lull of a few minutes here occurred but just before the expiration of the first quarter of an hour a post-chaise with reeking horses drove up in hot haste to the entrance in a moment its occupants three gentlemen alighted and rushed down the passage towards the office door each bearing a plan of brobdingnagian dimensions on reaching the door and finding it closed the countenances of all drooped but one of them more valorous than the rest and prompted by the bystanders gave a loud pull at the bell it was answered by inspector otway who informed the ringer it was now too late and that his plans could not be received the agents did not wait for the conclusion of the unpleasant communication but took advantage of the door being opened and threw in their papers which broke the passage lamp in their fall they were thrown back into the street when the door was again opened again went in the plans only to meet a similar fate in the whole upwards of six hundred plans were duly deposited End of chapter twenty six